Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. This is Jenny Allen, and you are listening to the Made for This podcast. to thank HelloFresh for supporting Made For This. Go to HelloFresh.com slash MadeForThis16 and use code MadeForThis16 for 16 free meals plus free shipping. Hey guys, happy summer. I'm pretty excited because they've given me a lot of freedom this summer to talk about whatever I want. I was kind of craving to be off the rails a little. And I am about to just talk about everything y'all are asking, everything I'm thinking about. So we're not gonna actually have a theme in these few weeks. We are going to just take hot topics and questions that you brought to me. We're also gonna take thoughts that I've been having lately, things I've been thinking about. So I hope these few weeks bless you. I think they will. I think some of you will latch on to one of these weeks and go, that was the thing I needed. I hope you do. This week, we are talking about college. So many of you are preparing to go back to college or going to college for the first time. So many of you are parents of kids that are about to go to college or you know someone that's about to go to college. You're going to want to send them this episode. But all of you that are listening, these are simple things and truths that are true for anyone. Wherever you are in life, these things work. But this is specifically answering the questions that we got about what is my advice for people when they head off to college. In fact, I got to meet a girl recently and her mother, they stopped me at a restaurant and we got to talk and I got to hear that she is about to head off to school and she's going up north and she's so excited and it'll be a beautiful, awesome campus. And it just got me thinking too about that moment of showing up for the first time, your parents head off and you're on your own. I remember it for myself when I was a freshman at the University of Arkansas. I remember it when I dropped off two kids now and we got the beds made and the stuff put away and we drive off. And that feeling that you have when your parents drive off and it's good. It's really good. It's also overwhelming. And so what I wanted to do in this episode was give you five simple steps that I would take as a new freshman to college or even as a senior. It is not too late to have a healthy college experience. Later this week, my son is going to be on the podcast. You're going to love hearing from him. And he's going to talk a little bit about his life. He's going to talk about just the different seasons of his life and what he is learning, what he's learned. But he just graduated Texas A&M, and he specifically goes into this in a little bit more detail of just his experience of not planning well for college. And so today, we're going to make a plan. And, And these are the steps that I would encourage all of us to take in life, but especially when you get to college and you're setting up for the first time as an adult how to live. Ready? Step one. And I really believe if you do this, a lot of the other things I'm talking about are going to fall into place. You find a church. My son never committed and joined a church until after college. My daughter, I believe it was week two or three. She visited two or three churches and then she picked her favorite and she joined the church. She began to tithe. She began to meet with a mentor. She walked up to the pastor and said, hey, could you tell me who could mentor me? She was so intentional. And that girl had a Bible study she was leading by the end of her freshman year. She was involved. She knew families. She was going over to families' houses for dinner. She put herself in the midst of a body. 
And that will lead to so many of the things we're going to talk about. But, but you can't wait long because the semester flies by, the year flies by, and all of a sudden college flew by and you never joined a church. So I would suggest visiting two, three, four of the healthiest churches and then pick one. You're not going to find a perfect church and join. Don't just attend. All your friends, they're probably going to just attend unless you send them this podcast. You should join. You should become a member. And all of you that are listening that aren't currently headed to college and yet still haven't joined your church and you live somewhere a decade, it's time. Join your church. Why? Because it begins to plug you into a body. And what that means is it provides you opportunities to give, to serve, to be known, to be in a small group, to disciple people. All of that comes in and out of a commitment to a local church. So join a church, first thing. Visit several and then pick one before the end of first semester. Number two, pick your spot. Find your spot. What I mean by that is there's going to be a place that represents time alone with God. It may be your dorm room, but it probably won't be because you're probably living with someone else in that room. Where is your spot for you to get away and go meet with God? Both of my kids had one. I had one as well where I just, a place I enjoyed going and getting away from the craziness of my room, my roommates, the dorm, my sorority house, whatever it was. I just needed an escape and you need an escape. You need a place that you can go that's safe. By the way, please do not go to some dark field in the middle of the night. I think my daughter did that once or twice. Don't do that, but find a safe place that might be outdoors, that might be in a library that you regularly know I can go here and I can escape the chaos and I can pray and I can meet with Jesus. Have a journal, have your Bible, have it ready to go. Pack it in a little bag that you can have ready to go and to go meet with the Lord. And, and yes, you can meet with the Lord anywhere at any time, but I think having that set apart space actually helps you cultivate more of a safe place to get away from all the anxieties and all the things you're gonna face, all the disappointments, all the difficult relationships that you're gonna have and have to work out. It's normal, by the way. All of that happens to all of us, especially when you get to college. And just be yourself and just be with God. Might be a coffee shop. You find your place, but set it and make it a regular thing. You will look back on college and that will be one of your favorite memories. Number three, find your mentor. You need someone to pour into you. You can find that in numerous ways. One might be through the church that you join. Another one might be from a parachurch organization that you visit, that you get involved in. My mentor, as y'all know, shaped my life. I wouldn't be doing anything that I'm doing today if it were not for Michelle Boast, her passion, her fire to teach me the word of God, to evangelize, to care about discipleship, to prioritize it in my life, to pray, to pray for my friends that didn't know God. It's just one of my favorite parts of my college experience. And yet you have to seek that out. It's not going to find you. You have to say, I want to be discipled. And so it might even be an older girl. It might be a senior if you're a freshman, but find the person, I think, outside of college so it's safe that can really invest in you and help you grow. These are such pivotal years in your life. And they're also years that you have, I know you're going to feel really busy, but they're also years that you have more margin than you will. You're, you can show up at somebody's house even if they have kids, and help them with laundry and learn from them. So choose to invest in a family's life. Choose to invest in someone outside of college's life so you feel like you have a home and a person that, that cares about you and you care about them. The next one, find your people. And, and I would just say this. By the time it's second semester of freshman year, begin to narrow down. These are the people I really think love God and I want to run with for the next few years. 
and they don't need to be perfect, y'all. You don't need to have absolutely everything in common, but pick them. And then I would say this, tell them that you picked them. <laughs> say, listen, I have a lot of friends. I have bukus of friends, but I really want you to know me and I want to do life with you in an intentional way. And so begin to meet together, begin to go deeper than just having fun and, and hanging out and going places and watching movies and talking about dating. Like just take it deeper, y'all. Take it deeper and say, you're going to be my people. And I want to do life with you for the next few years. And I want to run after God together. And so some of you are going to end up on campuses where those people feel really hard to find. And Connor's going to talk about that later this week. But I would just say, look in the right places. There's always, in fact, I've never heard of a campus that does not have a parachurch ministry. These ministries go to these campuses and they might be small and and yet they're there. They exist. And so go find them and ask, hey, who are some other people that are following God? I, I need to know them. These intentional choices you make in the first few months of college will set your course. And, and I want to say this. A lot of my friends in, in college partied. I did not. I was very tempted to. But I just, I, I mean, candidly, I just already fallen so in love with God that I just, I didn't, I didn't want that. And yet I was oftentimes really lonely because there weren't a lot of other people that were choosing not to party. So what I did was I would be a driver. I would take care of people. I would go places they were going, but I just, I just didn't participate in that. And I made lots of friends and they knew that I didn't judge them. I constantly said that out loud. I, I, I said that always, but I had these few people that I was running with that loved God and they weren't in my sorority at the time. There weren't many of them. I had to be really intentional to see them, but we had each other and that helped me not feel so lonely. So you, you might be around and I hope you are around a lot of people that don't know God and that's great. I think those were some of the best years where I had to love people and show them God in a really special, unique way. But you also need the few people that are committed to, to run with you and to do life with you and to help you love God. And they don't have to be in your sport or your intramural team, or they don't have to be in your major. They don't have to be in your club, whatever that is, but you got to find them. And, and that's going to take probably at some of your campuses where it's, there aren't as many believers, it's going to take intentionally really seeking them out. But by second semester, your freshman year, it'd be great if you kind of had your people. And the reason that matters is because you're going to be choosing where you're going to live the next year. You're going to be choosing what you're going to be most involved in. And so once you kind of know, okay, these are my people, you can kind of prioritize everything else around that. It is the most important part of college. All your parents are going, no, no, no. <laughs> Grades are the most important part. I disagree. I think the people you run with will shape you in life more than your academic studies. At the same time, prioritize, do an excellent work with the job you are going to college for, because you will never regret that. That will set you up for life, but your friends will shape you more than anything else you do in college. So choose them well and choose them quickly and commit to them. Oh, I just love talking about HelloFresh because Jenny and I both love it. Thinking about what's for dinner every single day is just not my favorite, to be honest. And this summer, I just want to spend less time meal planning and prepping. And HelloFresh's pre-proportioned ingredients make it so easy to get cooking quick. And they're absolutely delicious. Go to HelloFresh.com slash MadeForThis16 and use code MadeForThis16 for 16 free meals plus free shipping. They have all kinds of like snacks and meals and fun s'mores bundles for your kids this summer. And especially with entertaining, like if you're gonna have people over on a Friday night, 
What's great is that you can adjust your HelloFresh based on what you have going on. So I will sometimes look ahead and say, okay, I know I'm having the neighbors down the street over on Friday. I'm gonna order a snack board or some slaw and pineapple relish. Like you can pick these things to use for entertaining throughout the summer and it just makes it so easy. Every single week you have 40 recipes to choose from and even for picky eaters, you will find something for everybody at the table. I have three boys at home that eat like a lot of food and they're not they're not too picky, but I mean, they're little kids. And so what's really cool about HelloFresh is that you can get these recipes that are like, oh man, this is kind of fun and elevated. It's like something I'd order at a restaurant, but they are truly delicious and my kids love them. Like we got this skillet nacho pasta that had ground turkey and noodles and it was just like a combination of ingredients that I never would have thought of and it was a huge hit. Go to hellofresh.com slash made for this 16 and use code made for this 16 for 16 free meals plus free shipping. Kate just walked in the studio. Surprised me. Hey, how's it going, sis? What's up? <laughs> she really did just walk in. I love it. Okay, we're talking about college. I think she thought it was funny that I'm helping all y'all with college because she was just there. She'd do a better job with this, but she wanted to add one thing. You agreed with my list. I did. I think it was bomb. I think my only thing to add was with those friends that like the only common variable might be that you both are walking with Jesus. Do whatever you can to be doing ministry alongside each other. Because when I look back at college, my friendships that we look back and the memories are built around watching God supernaturally show up and work through us. Like I've had some really fun, crazy, spontaneous nights with like my young life friends or like whatever it is. But it's those friends that were like praying before a small group and then something like miraculous happens during the small group and it's just us crying afterwards, like genuinely sitting there like, how do we get to do this? That are my favorite moments in college. And so with those friends, don't just shoot for having like fun, wholesome Christian fun, like actually go to war together. And so some of the ways you did that, you led a small group. I yeah. remember you in your freshman year, you would have all these little gatherings in your dorm room. You'd yeah. invite all these people and you really planned it and thought through it. Yeah. And it's just, it's prayer. Like I think that's too something that just marked those spaces in college. When you look back, what do you love about those years? I think the biggest thing, honestly, I was talking on it with someone today is that depends on where you live. But in Dallas, it's not really normal to like walk into people's houses. And I miss that so much. Like in college, just walk across the street to your friend's house and like take that in for like the simple goodness that that is. Because I don't know. People are just available. Yeah. You like have to put time on people's calendar and it's right. just different. People have jobs. And, and you're just yeah. able to do, I think whether it's ministry or friends, you're able to share life with them in a way that you can't when people are doing individual jobs and in different life seasons and things like that. And so I think that's the thing that I definitely miss the most. Everything I'm just sharing, partly, kid, I didn't know you were going to walk in right then, mm -hmm. is how you did it. It's how, these things that I've shared, this is how you did it. And I got to watch you do it well. And I certainly was proud of how intentional you were. And you showed up and you made really wise decisions and I think had a really fruitful, fun experience because of those. There was a lot of uh, Gretchen Lockiter and Alyssa Polk can attest to their beds being the ones I went and cried on <laughs> when I felt really defeated and really lonely. And so just make sure you have somebody that you don't have to be anything for. 
It's vulnerable years. You're a kid. You're still kind of just a kid that's like doing adult things. (laughs) And so you need spaces that you can be really weak and don't have to be on top of it and all the things. Well, and I think it's important if you get to college or if you're in the middle of that right now and you feel like, gosh, I don't have those close people or this Mm -hmm. is – this is harder than I thought, or I'm not thriving. I think it's good to know that most people would say that mm-hmm. about their college years. I mean, not that they weren't fun or not that there weren't moments of thriving, but I think there's a lot of figuring life out, almost like mm. you're back in middle school again a little bit. Yeah. And even that, like, I think you talked, I wasn't here earlier, but I think she probably talked about um, finding your spaces that are like designated for you in the Lord. I also would say that like some of my loneliest moments have been in college And from those have come really where my intimate friendship with the Lord was fostered and where when you actually have no one else to go talk to and no one else that understands are the moments that I let myself be aware of how deeply the Lord knows and understands me and was able to go to him first and was able to walk into rooms and actually ask him, what do I do? Because I genuinely didn't know what to do and I didn't have anybody else to ask. And so I just think whatever that spot is, for you just like even if it doesn't feel like it's moving the needle or it doesn't feel like it's changing anything or you it just gets frustrating and discouraging I think just keep showing up in that spot and being so honest with him and either sitting in the silence with him until it doesn't feel awkward and you feel peaceful or talking to him until it doesn't feel forced I think both of those things were really big for me and things that I learned in college Let's do the last one together since you're here. Find your passion. And what I what I was going to say about that is just freshman year, try a lot of different things. Sign up for lots of different things, but try to hone in on the things you want to commit to and what you love the most by your sophomore year. Would you agree with that? Yeah, for sure. Everyone falls on either side. Either somebody told them it's okay to say no to things freshman year and you were like, that's not true. Or somebody told them say yes to everything and they're stressed out about that. But I think just get putting grace upon grace upon grace about freshman year of it's going to be something different for everybody. And it's whatever that is, it's going to be an extreme and just allowing that to be whatever the Lord had. And then sophomore year, recognizing that you have something to give, even if you're not an upperclassman yet. And even if you still feel like you don't quite have it figured out, there's going to be people that have a little bit less figured out than you. (laughs) And you get to be a bed for them to cry on, or you get to just be someone to offer perspective. Um, And so I would just say that sophomore year, there's definitely a drop off, at least at A&M, of investment in you. You're no longer like the youngest one that everybody's paying attention to and pouring into. And so that can feel a little bit just scary and like a really sharp drop off. But I think that in that look for and set yourself up to be pouring in starting your sophomore year. Don't just wait till your junior and senior year. Okay. So I want to tell them about, we'll end with this, the trundle bed. We spent a little bit of extra money on your bed for college. Tell them why. I'm sure that there's this version of this at any college, but at A&M, there's kind of a right way to do college and you live in the specific dorm and you have, you find these friends and then you live in the house and then you move in with your best friends and you live with them for two years. And there's this like ideal, like you're winning if you're doing these things. And a lot of that just like did it. The cards just didn't fall for me in that way. And I think there was a chance for me to be paralyzed and sad and feel like I was missing out on some ideal version of college. But I think the Lord just showed me that in that. So like I wasn't living in the house, partially by choice, partially not by choice. And I think um, in that I got to have a room where I could host people and a trundle bed. And the ways that the Lord used that, again, to like be going to war rather than just like building Kate's kingdom and like her 
reputation and hate winning at college. It really was just having, again, because I remembered from freshman year, my favorite thing was having a bed that people felt like knew that they could come and cry on. And so it was just like, okay, the Lord's used me in that way. How can I like continue to lean into this way that I've already seen the Lord work? Yeah. And so I would just say like, whatever that looks like for you, that you're seeing the Lord show up in, in whatever little way that is, lean into that. And so the trundle bed was an escape for a lot of people that were in the chaos of college that needed to get away from the dorms or the sortie houses and just escape a little. And I think you just provided a little refuge. We sure, that room felt like a refuge to me. It was beautiful. You did a wonderful job making (laughs) it beautiful and homey. And so, and I think that goes for any space that you happen to find yourself in in college of just be a safe place for people. That's just going to be the most valuable thing for your ministry is to pursue Jesus, walk in holiness, genuinely like live what you preach, but to be a really safe place for anybody to be what they are and not feel like they have to be something for you because everyone feels like they have to be something for someone in college. And so I think that's really disarming and refreshing. Love it, kid. Love you. Thanks for coming. Bye. guys, I have a special request to make. Okay. You know, on your podcast app where you can leave ratings and reviews on the podcast that you listen to. Well, it is honestly like one of Jenny and I's favorite things. It's one of those ways that we get to know you uh, just a little bit by your reviews and your ratings. And it helps other people find out about the show. So would you go today and if you've been listening for a while and you're enjoying the show, can you go leave a rating and review? We would so appreciate it and we're always grateful that you're here. We'll see you next time for another episode of the Made for This podcast.